the scripture I'm going to share with you this morning is uh, entitled The Parable of the Sower. And um, my husband and I uh, attend New Garden Friends Meeting. And one of the people who came and spoke to us before our interim arrived about a month ago used this passage and talked about um, how it was one that had always bothered her, and it was one that bothered me too. And uh, knowing I was coming here, all of a sudden I realized it was one I needed to deal with. So listen with me. Again, Jesus began to teach beside Lake Galilee. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and he sat in it. The boat was out in the water, and the crowd stood on the shore at the water's edge. He used parables to teach them many things, saying to them, Listen, once there was a man who went out to sow grain, and as he scattered the seed in the field, some of it fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some of it fell on rocky ground, where, it was, where there was little soil, and the seeds soon sprouted because the soil wasn't deep. And then the sun came up and it burned the young plants. And because the roots had not grown deep enough, the plants soon dried up. Some of the seed fell among thorn bushes, which grew up and choked the plants, and they didn't bear grain. But some of the seeds fell in good soil. And the plants sprouted and grew and bore grain. Some had 30 grains, others 60, and others 100. And Jesus concluded, listen then, if you have ears. When Jesus was alone, some of those who had heard him came with the 12 disciples, and they asked him to explain the parables. You have given the secret of the kingdom of God. Jesus answered, or you have been given the secret of the kingdom of God. But the others who are on the outside hear all things by means of parables, so that they may look and look and yet not see, and they may listen and listen and yet not understand. For if they did, they would turn to God and he would forgive them. Then Jesus asked them, don't you understand the parable? How then will you ever understand any parable? The sower sows God's message. Some people are like the seeds that fall along the path. As soon as they hear the message, Satan comes and takes it away. Other people are like the seeds that fall on rocky ground. And as soon as they hear the message, they receive it gladly. But it doesn't sink deep into them and they don't last long. So when trouble or persecution comes because of the message, they give up at once. Other people are like the seeds sown among the thorn bushes. These are the ones who hear the message, but the worries of this life and the love for riches and all other kinds of desires crowd in and choke the message, and they don't bear fruit. But other people are like seeds sown in good soil they hear the message, accept it, and bear fruit, some 30 and some 60 and some 100.
I did not intend when I came here to mention uh, John Chrisman, but I will say that he was one of my dearest friends, and we spent hours and hours weekly. Well, not hours every week, but we spent hours and hours together because weekly we would get together with some of the other ministers in town and study the lectionary. And we would share with one another and pray with one another. And often members in our congregations would tell us that we all told the same jokes and the same stories because we had shared so many of these things together. And this is one that John would have liked. It's the story of the doctor and the lawyer and the minister who all went hunting one day, deer hunting. And they saw this great huge deer with all of these antlers, all these points on their antlers. They each picked up their rifle, shot their gun, and the deer fell dead. And then all three argued that it was their shot that had killed the deer. And while they were arguing, the, um, the game warden came up. He looked at the deer, and he looked at them, and he said, I know who shot the, who shot the deer. It was the minister. Look here. It went, what, he shot his bullet, and it went in one ear and out the other. I think that must have been what Jesus felt like when um, the disciples came to him and asked him why he preached in parables. You know, um, if we look at this story in context in Mark, Jesus um, has been baptized. He's gone out to the wilderness and struggled with with the devil, he's come back and announced that his ministry was going to be one of healing and of um, helping the poor and helping the lame to walk, you know. Uh, and people began to flock to him, more people than he could handle. And um, he started to gain some disciples. And, you know, as I was thinking about it, especially in this passage, uh, the disciples were almost as much bodyguards as they were um, people who followed him. Certainly they were his followers, but especially early on and often all through his ministry, they did not understand him. And many others didn't either. The chapter in Mark before this, Jesus is um, accused of being an agent of the devil because he cast it out, because he cast out demons, you know. Um, and the people who come to hear him throng to touch him. We're told uh, in the passage before that Jesus' disciples at one point had to get a boat and get him out onto the lake because so many people were trying to touch him and to get healing from him. And so I can see that in some ways they were even his protectors. But it's got to have been discouraging to him when um, the disciples came up to him and several other people, it says, not just the disciples, and said, why do you teach in parables? And what he does is quote this passage from Isaiah. It's uh, from Isaiah 6, 
It's the time where Isaiah comes into the temple and has the vision of the seraphim, you know, the angels with all the wings, and they bring a coal and touch his lips when he says, I'm, a, I'm not worthy to preach. I'm a man with unclean lips. And they touch his lips and they say, who is going to speak for us? And he says, send me. And immediately then, you know, um, God says, uh, go out, and he uses these same words, uh, go out and preach the word that they may hear it but not understand it. Now, everything I know about Jesus tells me that he wants us to understand it. So why did he say this? And, and my guess is because he's beginning to feel like Isaiah. I'm going out and preaching, and nobody understands what I'm saying, not even my disciples who follow me. And so he begins to tell them what he thought was obvious. This is what the parable of the sower means. The sower is, you know, is a man who goes out and he throws his seed on all different kinds of soil. He throws it on the path. He throws it amongst the thorns. He throws it on rocky ground. He throws it on good ground. And some of it doesn't come up. And some of it struggles to grow. But some of it grows you know, marvelously well. And so he starts talking about, you know, what this means. That the stuff that is thrown along the path is where the seed is hitting hearts or the word of God, the message that he wants to get out, is hitting hearts, hearts that are too hard even to let it in at all. And this is picked up by the birds and soon gone. Some of it lands on rocky soil that doesn't allow deep roots to grow. And he says that's sort of like the people who receive the word gladly but then do not allow it to take root inside of themselves. And then there's that that grows in thorns or amongst the weeds. And it grows up. It grows up with the thorns and the weeds, but it doesn't ever get enough nourishment to be able to bear grain because it's competing with all the other things. And here he says with the things of the world like money and like prestige and like power and, you know, all of those sorts of things. And there, then there's the soil that lands on good ground and that bears fruit 30 or 60 or 100 times. I've heard this story again and again and again. And I have used at times in my life this story to understand why some people are in and some people are out. Why some people understand and why some people don't why some of us are in the kingdom and others of us aren't in the kingdom. And at some point in my ministry, I began to change my ideas and realize 
that maybe it wasn't quite as much about that as it was about the generosity of the sower. That the sower just looked and sowed ground, whether the ground was good or not, in hopes that there'd be that little piece of ground that would sustain the seed. And I thought of pictures of flowers that grow in the cracks of the sidewalk. And I remember something that I've read in the last month or so, a, a picture of an experiment that uh, kindergartners did where they took, um, may have been marigold seeds, but anyway, some kind of seed, and they scattered them all the way down the road in the cracks of the sidewalk. And a few weeks later, or months perhaps, there were all of these clumps of marigolds that had managed to weed their way through, even though the ground didn't look like it was um, very hospitable. And that sounded like a better, um, you know, it sounded more reasonable to me, more like what I expected of God and of Jesus. And yet when I heard this the last time, all of a sudden I realized that this story, at least for me, is not about those who are in and those who are out, those who are Democrats or those who are Republicans, those who are conservative and those who are liberal. This story is about me. And really that is, I think, why the Bible is still alive. It's not because it's about stories that used to happen. It's because it's about us. I am all of those kinds of ground. There are times that my heart is too hard for whatever reason to accept whatever good gift God's trying to give me. There are times when the things about in my life just choke out my ability to let that word grow. And there are other times when by God's good grace and nothing of my own, that word grows and multiplies. Jesus talks about that just a few verses later where he talks about the parable of the growing seed. And he says, you know, well, here, I'll read it to you. He says, Jesus went on to say, the kingdom of God is like this. A man scatters seed in his field and he sleeps at night, is up in the morning and doing work during the day. And all the while the seeds are sprouting and growing, yet he does not know how it happens. The soil itself makes the plants grow and bear fruit. First the tender stalk appears and then the head finally is full of grain. And when the grain is ripe, the man starts cutting it with his sickle because the harvest time has come. If we're honest, I think we're all aware that we receive God's graciousness and goodness. But it's not really us that makes it grow. We're not the good ground. We're all those kinds of ground. 
We're good, we're bad, we're indifferent. And we are so fortunate because the sower keeps throwing out seed, indiscriminate. There really isn't an inner circle and an outer circle. When we come to understand who God is, we come to understand what love and forgiveness is. We come to understand what generosity is. We come to understand that we don't do this on our own. We need to be part of community. And that's the only way we're going to understand the stories. We're not going to understand the stories by standing apart and dividing us into us and them. We understand them when we come together and we seek that graciousness, that love, that thing that unites us. Why didn't the other people understand the parables? It's because they chose not to be part of the community. They saw Jesus as uh, a traveling show, someone who was coming to entertain them. But the ones who wanted to be in community with him, who came and asked him to dig deeper, those were the ones who understood what the parables were about. And I think the more they understood, at least the more I understand, the more I know it's about God's gracious love that doesn't want us to draw circles around ourselves and keep people out. It's about the love that wants us to help people here, wants us to be part of community, wants us to realize that we are neither good nor bad. We are gods. And that's enough.